Hey, I'm Shamar. And I'm Andrew. We're going to be doing a deep dive on all the connected DC animated movies in their cinematic universe. Yes, I'm here to discuss the interconnected storylines and point out how jacked everybody is. And I'm here to share deep comic book knowledge like Batman having his own sneaker line. So check out yet another DC animated podcast. Part of the Forgotten Entertainment family and coming soon wherever you listen to your podcast. Hello there, I'm Colleen. I'm Anders. And I'm Daniel. We're three nerds that met through our love of science fiction and fantasy storytelling. Of course, one of our favorites is George Lucas's signature achievement, Star Wars. And if there's one thing the internet definitely doesn't have enough of, it's nerds talking about Star Wars. So here we are with yet another Star Wars podcast, where each week we discuss one of the films in the current Star Wars canon. From the sands of Tatooine to the levels of Coruscant, we cover it all. Yet another Star Wars podcast is available wherever you get your podcast and is part of the Forgotten Entertainment family. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Kraken One Open. I'm Mike. And I'm Elise. And on this episode, we're going to be drinking some beer, talking about beer, and then talking about life. No, not the life thing? Can we Uh, still talk about beer? I mean, we'll see. (laughs) We'll see what comes up organically. Baby. This isn't a therapy show. Beer is life. Beer is life. All right. Fair. All right. (laughs) (laughs) What are we talking about today? Well, this week, we are cracking open Lizard King by Pipeworks Brewing Company, which is located in Chicago, Illinois. Scruff, McGruff, Chicago, Illinois, 60652. Help take a bite out of crime. (laughs) I'll never forget one of Chicago's area codes because of that dog. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Scruff. So Pipeworks Brewing Co. (laughs) was established in, in Chicago in 2012 by friends with a shared dream of crafting quality and creative beers. Since putting the first cap on the first bottle, the brewery has garnered accolades for its distinctive beers and original artwork, thanks to a growing and enthusiastic team. According to a 2016 article from Beer and Brewing, quote, Like many home brewers, Garrett Lewis and B.J. Olson of Chicago's Pipeworks Brewing Company had the urge to open up their own professional brewery. Instead of attending brewing school or calling their local brewery to volunteer, though, they wrote a letter to their favorite brewery overseas and offered to work for free. That brewery was, and I'm not going to pronounce this correctly, Destruce Brouwers in Oostelverteren, Belgium. Love it. Look at this. Oostelverteren, <laughs> Belgium. Yeah, I can't think of any other way you would say it. Oostelverteren. Yeah. It was as simple as writing Urbain Coteau, the owner and head brewer at Destruce, I hope I'm saying that right at least, and asking him if we could work at his brewery for free. He said yes, so we went, Olson says. The two stayed at Urbain's nearby bed and breakfast, located on his former commercial ostrich farm, Mm. while they brewed, bottled, and delivered beer for Destruce. Among their chores was feeding spent grain to the ostriches, which is why the Pipeworks Warbird Session Ale sports an ostrich on the can. Mm. 
They were in Belgium in early 2009, which, as we know, was when the world's beer industry, especially craft beer, was going through a lot of changes. And Lewis noted that there was this culture where brewers would regularly come to the farm about once a month just to see what Armain was concocting because they never knew whether it would be traditional or experimental, but it was always something new and interesting. Needless to say, Olsen and Lewis learned some invaluable stuff during this time, and they were really able to lay the groundwork for their own brewery that they wanted to open when they returned home. Olsen had attended art school, so he got to work on the logo and the labels, and together they crafted several collaboration beers with Guteau and other local brewers as well. And this type of collaborative spirit would become a big part of their philosophy and approach to the business. Once they returned home, they spent 18 months developing a a plan to raise the startup funds, and then they found Kickstarter, which was all they needed to get their brewery plans off the ground. (laughs) They grew a lot in their first four years, so much so that they moved to a new facility to accommodate their production. This also allowed them to go back to bottle conditioning some of their beers, which they started doing initially, but it wasn't viable for the IPAs they wanted to do. Um, And when this article was written back in 2016, Lewis stated that the brewery had already produced more than 200 beers since opening. And in the spirit of collaboration, they've done beers with several other local breweries, including Half Acre, which I feel like we have heard of. Mm, Yes, sounds familiar. Uh, Dry Hop Brewers, 18th Street Brewery, and 350 Brewing. They also involve their entire staff in the, in the development of new recipes. Quote, almost everyone at the brewery has an input, Lewis says. Any one beer could have been incepted by one of 15 people. Almost everyone has input, he said. I mean, he's just like one guy. Like, Frank, I told you, we're not doing pickle beer. We're not. <laughs> we're not. <laughs> So from their time overseas learning about beer and feeding ostriches spent grain to their elaborate artwork, to their collaborative model, to their name, which was inspired by Lewis's nickname in college, the plumber. Everything. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what inspired that nickname. Uh, Because he was just laying so much. No, my God. (laughs) That's so inappropriate. (laughs) Everything about the brewery is a reflection of the owner's passion for beer. Pipeworks Pipeworks self-distributes in Illinois, Milwaukee, and Madison, but through other distributors, they're also available in New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Rhode Island, Connecticut, Minnesota, Massachusetts, Missouri, and Colorado. Pipeworks says, quote, the Lizard King isn't one to sit out on an epic battle. Lizard King Mosaic Hopped Pale Ale is a Pipeworks classic. This beer is crisp, easy, and full of vibrant berry, pomegranate, pineapple, and woodsy aromas. The goal when brewing this beer was to create a beer that's chill enough to be a go-to, but still something worth the crown. Enter the Lizard King. Dun-dun-dun. <laughs> Okay, so as it says in the description, Mosaic hops are the true star in Lizard King. Mosaic, a.k.a. Citra Citra on steroids. steroids. Yeah. Yeah. They're the daughter of Simcoe and Nugget. Mosaic was released in 2012, and it can be used for bittering, flavor, and aroma. The name Mosaic refers to the complex and broad aromas that it imparts. 
Its flavor profile spans the range of blueberry and berry to mango, stone fruit, floral, bubblegum, tropical, citrusy, grassy, piney, earthy, and spicy. And because of its clean bitterness, it also lends itself very strongly to dry hopping as well. Dry hop. Dry hopping. And that's what I got. Ooh. Citrusy IPA. You want to make some pickle beer? <laughs> Honestly, though, it's probably the idea that would have been taken because there, there are some people who will drink pickle juice like straight up. Yeah. I'm honestly a little shocked that at this point in time, Area 2 has not done a pickle goza. No, stop it. You stop it. <laughs> I'm sending because then I'll I'm gonna, have, I'm gonna slide then, into their DMs. Then I'll have to try it. <laughs> Are you ready to try this Lizard King beer? I am. Yeah. Wow. I'm really excited for this. I am the Lizard Queen. <laughs> You're putting a clip of that in this episode, aren't you? <laughs> uh, yep. <laughs> a clip of that. <laughs> we found this one swimming naked in the fermentarium. I am the lizard queen. Ready? Oh, uh, and the chihuahua dog going here, lizard, lizard. Oh. <laughs> I'm ready. Nice. Woo. Ooh, you instantly smell that citrus. Oh, yeah. That's pretty much exactly the color I would expect. Yep, yep, yep. This looks like a mosaic citrusy kind of yeah. citrus beer. Nice little head, Look nice and lacy. Bubbles on the bottom. Spagillion so many bubbles. bubbles. Um, not really hazy. Not not perfectly clear, but not a hazy boy. No, it is not a hazy beer. Oh, I can smell those mosaic hops. The berry, the earthy. Mm-hmm. Cheers, baby. Cheers. That's really nice. Ooh. That really highlights the mosaic hops. It's not, it is bitter. It's not very malty. No, it's, it's not malty at all. It is very refreshing though. Mm. It's very light. Nicely carbonated. The bubbles play on your tongue now. Mm -hmm. Dancing around. The head goes away really fast. Yeah. That could have to do with the carbonation. Mm -hmm. Like a malts, maybe. This is really like nice. This is easy drinking. Yes, yeah, it's a nice citrusy. I'm, I'm getting a little fruity. bit more stone fruit. Yeah. Yeah. I'm getting some of that papaya y, mm -hmm. pineapple y kind of in this. Yeah. Not too much pineapple. Not a hint. But it's definitely there. Yeah. But not in a. Like double IPA kind of way. No, not at all. Just very refreshing. The bubbles are still like bouncing in the back of my mouth mm -hmm. after I swallow, which is nice. The bitterness is there. It is compliments the sweetness. Yeah, the yeast is there, but I don't think it's too yeasty. No. There's, uh, we've had a lot of IPAs, especially ones that use like citrus or mosaic, mm -hmm. that end up being very yeasty tasting, especially yeah. in the aftertaste. Mm -hmm. And that really turns me off. Yeah. Like, uh, all right. I like him, but then I'm pretty much done after one. Mm -hmm. 
because I don't want more of that yeast aftertaste in my mouth. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this does not really have much. No. You can tell it's there. And I almost wonder if maybe a maltier, because you don't really get that with maltier beers. I almost wonder if maltier beers take away Kinda some of that cancel yeasty. cancel it out. Yeah. That's an interesting observation. Not yeasty. It's really easy to just drink it. Yeah. This is really easy, easy drinking. I don't know why I waited so long to buy this beer, honestly. I mean, <laughs> granted. Okay, so my initial reservation is that was that there was not a whole ton of information on the website. And there wasn't. Like, I did get most of my information from a another article. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I've been seeing this can in the, the liquor store for a very long time. And it's... Very eye catching, mm-hmm. <laughs> which I'm sure you will get to. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's dope. Mm-hmm. Mine got really hazy. Mine has not, but it's getting there. Oh, you know why? Because you didn't pour in the rest of your glass yet. No, I didn't. This must be the sediment at the end of the can. Oh, okay. Should have rolled the can. I should have rolled the can. That's fine. Let me see if this makes a difference. It's a little heavier. All right, let me. Top mine off. Yeah, with all the sediment and stuff on the bottom, it does get a little heavier. Not like a crazy amount. You can tell some of that stuff's captured. Some yeah. Of the f- some of that's captured the flavor of the beer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, less yeasty, more pineapple But you also lose some of that bitterness and some of that more like... Berry. Berry, yeah. Yeah, that's 100% accurate what you just said. It's still so easy drinking, though. Mm-hmm. It just goes down. This is great by itself. This would be great with food. Yeah, this is an anything beer. Yep. This is for sure an anything beer. And anything and basically any time. This is, this is going to be just as good in the summertime as it is now. Yeah, I would say this would be better in the summertime. Only because it's so refreshing mm-hmm. that I could have this outside. Yeah. <laughs> it is still nice here now, um, but this is definitely this is definitely something that I would love to drink on the deck mm-hmm. out in the summertime for sure. <sighs> out in the old tiki deck. It's just a really good beer. This is really good. I am the lizard queen. And also now I really miss the summertime. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing I would say outlandishly special about the beer. In terms of like a flavor you wouldn't pick up anywhere else or, you know, you're going to you're going to have other beers that are mosaic hop led mm-hmm. that still taste like mosaic hops, still have that citrusy flavor. Yeah. You know, something where you could be like, hey, this is what a beer with, you know, that has mosaic or citra hops tastes like mm-hmm. where you can kind of point out, oh, yeah, I can really taste the citrusy notes. There are other beers out there that are like that. But this beer is just a really well made version of those beers yeah if you're looking for interesting and new flavor profiles that's not what this beer is going to do for you but if you want something that's refreshing and Mm -hmm. light and blast those flavors at you without being yeasty like you said Mm -hmm. or heavy or you know just too much pineapple or too much citrus or too bitter yeah like this really balances them all out really well i think this would be a great ipa to have just at a party like this would go over well with oh, hell yeah, most for beer sure. drinkers. Absolutely. 
this is definitely something we could bring to like my brother's, you know, Halloween party or his New Year's party or whatever and be like, here you go, guys. Try this. Obviously not my brother because he hates IPAs. Most people will like it. (laughs) But yeah, we can give it to my sister-in-law. She's going to love it. Mm -hmm. Alex's buddy Chris would love it. Who loves IPAs and craft beer. Like this is just something anybody who's okay with IPAs Mm -hmm. is going to really enjoy because this is a phenomenal IPA. Yeah. You can just tell it's very well crafted. Like they know what they're doing. Yeah. It's good. You're almost done. (laughs) I have nothing to drink for the rest of the episode. (laughs) Because it's can time. Can time. I'm so excited for this. The can is dope. Obviously, this is why Elise picked it. Yes. I mean, obviously, this is why anybody looks at these kind of cans. It's like any can made by Clown Shoes Brewing. Uh, Yeah. It's just like, what is going on? Mm -hmm. This looks like the instruction booklet or the cartridge to a 1993 game on your Nintendo system or like somebody's van, like some hair metal rock band mm-hmm. van from the late 80s, early 90s. <laughs> it's awesome. It's a full heat synced label. Uh, it is shiny and smooth mm-hmm. and it is green, man. It is, it's so it is green. ecto cooler green. Lime green. Shiny metallic lime green. With this cartoony kind of like hardcore rock font on the top uh, banner going across. It says Pipeworks Brewing Co. Brewed in Chicago, Illinois. And that goes all the way around the can. And the can itself is like an epic battle between a skeleton warrior with swords. And a and a, the Lizard King is just this Conan the Barbarian yeah. dressed lizard with extra arms and legs and or no, he's doing like this jump kick, ready to go, ready to swipe. And they both have like old, those kind of like swords you see in like Middle Eastern uh, medieval times, that kind of curved sword. Mm-hmm. And they've got, he's got it in both hands. So does to do skeleton. some extra damage. Oh yeah. He's got a <laughs> skull chest plate armor thing going on, like a tiki warrior loincloth. He's got sharp pointy fangs and claws. And he's 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 definitely roaring because his tongue's out, his mouth's open, there are little spit bubbles, mm-hmm. and the skeleton's missing some teeth, and he's got an angry face on, and they're just super cartoony and ready to go. And it's just like I would watch this oh Saturday morning cartoon. Absolutely. He's got potions and a horn on the dragon too, for the <laughs> wizard king. Honestly, then, my dad would love this illustration. Like if he was into beer. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it, Anymore. it is like an old school rock and roll rock cover. Yeah, it's that's true. Awesome. Uh, the bottom says Lizard King in this very cartoony rock font. This is definitely a hair metal album ready to go. This mm-hmm. thing is just ready to be played. A hundred percent. Mosaic hopped pale ale. And then there's a little bit of jagged black that kind of goes across that leads into the government warning. The can art, which is nice that they actually list who the can art's by. Can art is by Jason Burke. Mm-hmm. At Ink and Lead Designs, or Ink and Lead Designs, rather, uh, which is really cool. You know, I don't think enough breweries give their artists credit on the can. Yeah, which is why I try to, when they do, I try to make note of it. And give them the, credit, yeah. yeah. Uh, one pint alcohol, 6% by volume, which we didn't really talk about the 6% thing. It's like the perfect, 6% is the perfect percent for IPAs, It I think. really is. I think any lower and you're just kind of like, it's a session. 6% is mm-hmm. like, I want a beer. I don't really want anything bad. I, th- I think 6% is the perfect. It's perfect. Peer percent. You're not intimidated to have more than one. 
but you're not like, eh, this is just a, just like you said, just an easy drinking session. Yeah. That's a maybe, you're gonna have 12. maybe a little <laughs> less flavorful. Not necessarily, but sometimes. Sometimes, yeah. Like 6% is like the perfect, the perfect type and the perfect amount. Uh, it doesn't really have anything on the other side. Yeah, that's pretty much it. That's the can. Oh, the Pipework Brewing logo is kind of neat. It's uh, it's just a little circle. It's on the top corner of the the picture, mm-hmm. and it's just like stamped. It's a wrench, and where I assume is some kind of brewery tool I've never seen, like a spatula. I'm not positive what that is. It just says Pipeworks Brewing Co. in it. It mm, the detail up top almost reminds me of wheat, but like. Yeah, it also looks like a spatula. (laughs) (laughs) It might be something used to, yeah, like old school, like churn beer or something like that. Who knows? I don't know. I really have no. It's a really weird. They they had no explanation for the logo on their website. The front thing is definitely a wrench. (laughs) Definitely a wrench. Can confirm. It's a really cool can and a really good beer. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Citrusy. A little bit of pineapple notes, a little bit of those stone fruit notes, but not like overpoweringly so. Just a slight, the citrus is really what Mm -hmm. takes over in this beer. And I really like being able to pick up the berry from the mosaic too, because so often it's buried. (laughs) Ah. Unintended pun. Um, By the other flavors in a beer. But when mosaic is the star of the beer, I feel like that gives it the chance to really come out. No, yeah. I mean, I don't taste it as much as some of the other beers I've really gotten the berry flavor from. Well, yeah. you haven't. <laughs> yeah. But I do get a little bit of that berry. I think the pineapple really takes over for me. Mm-hmm. And what I really like about when you go mosaic is maybe a little bit over citra too, because maybe citra is a little more calmed down so you can kind of pinpoint things, is when it's mosaic at, at the forefront, that citrus is just citrus. It's not... Ooh, it's limey. Ooh, it's it's lemony. Ooh, it's, it's just that it's, tartness, it's that just citric citrus. acid. Yeah. yeah, and I I really like that tang. unknown tang. Mm-hmm. I don't. Sometimes I prefer not knowing the fruit or vegetable. Sometimes that it's like trying to represent or like pine needles or mm-hmm. give me something abstract where I'm just like this beery citrus or yeah. it really makes it. I think its own thing. Yeah, which is really nice. Not to say that the occasional, you know, oh, no, beer, beer like that stars out the real, lemon yeah. or lime or citru- or um, orange isn't amazing. Listen, I love my spring <gasps> ale. I was just going to say, <laughs> you know what's coming out soon. Yeah. I mean, it's only January, but it's it's something to look forward to. <laughs> so, but no, I, I like that it's kind of a little bit unknown. And then the pineapple kind of kicks in. But, uh. Very rarely on the podcast are the beers finished before the actual end of the podcast. And Yeah, uh, and you were on the verge of finishing like five minutes ago. It's only because I've been talking. I'm done. That was like half a sip, maybe a half a sip. <laughs> and you've been talking most of this time. I know. I'm it's still halfway. such a good beer. This is really, really freaking good. It's such an easy good. drink and good beer. I was a little worried because of the can art. That it was trying to hide something. That it was doing too much to try to get me to get this beer. A lot of beers that are really good don't have to do quite as much. Mm-hmm. I mean, not to say we haven't had great beers with really nice can art, but some of the can arts Case are more subdued. Point, short throw brewing. What was that one? 
I know I follow the artist on Instagram because he's so amazing. Everything looks like it fades into the background. They're all shapes. Oh, yep, yep, yep. But I remember then, that. Then it's almost like a magic eye where you have to focus and then you can read what's in it. No, that was a those that was great. I mean, there are a lot of cans that are like that. Mm-hmm. But this is like so in your face. Like I said, like heavy, like hard metal, heavy metal, mm-hmm. like hair metal. <laughs> <laughs> Like it's really trying to get my attention and it did. Obviously. I mean, it's great. It's cool looking can. It got your attention. It's gotten my attention for a very long time and I've just put (laughs) off getting it. They've backed up that image with just great beer inside, which is awesome because a lot of times people be like, we don't have anything. It's the opposite thing. We don't have anything to hide. This beer is good, Mm -hmm. but this is great beer with a overly exaggerated. Can't miss a can. I mean, at least picked just listed like 12 or 13 states you can buy this in go go i'm get it yeah (laughs) honestly i'm a little shocked that that's their only distribution but it depends on the size of the brewery i guess yeah they're rather new operating in in a city Mm -hmm. you know chicago in chicago yeah that's true there's not not much room to expand you'd have to find some kind of collective nearby i would imagine something in the suburbs Mm -hmm. maybe if they're in the middle of the actual city proper. Yeah. It's probably like. I'm not sure the expand like we get br- stuff from Brooklyn Brewing Company all the time. Mm, yes. <laughs> but how big is how far can they go? That's you true. Know what I mean, yeah. Or they would they have to work with other people in New York or go outside of New York, like Long Island or Connecticut or New yeah, Jersey. Actually, I don't know what their distribution area is. Exactly. We look at them like, oh, they're huge because we're. The suburbs of New York City, essentially, yeah, exactly. in Southern Connecticut, and they're all they're on tap everywhere. Right here, a lot of the New York City breweries are, mm-hmm. but how far do they actually extend? Yeah, you know, we take it for granted, like, oh, it's a New York City brewery; it must be big. But like, is it not necessarily? Yeah, that's not true. really. That's a good point. We just happen to be, you know, the lucky outliers. The lucky outliers, where half the homes in Connecticut commute into the city, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, every day. For actual work. Um, but no, that's what I got. I wonder how they would do that. That's an episode for another time. Yeah. It's a boring business episode. Theoretical. <laughs> Theoretical business science of, of owning a brewery. <laughs> <clears throat> Which we would have had to look into anyway if we hadn't lost our venue to New England Brewing Company. Yeah, screw you, New England Brewing Company. You bought my dream brewery. The Seven Rock uh, Museum in West Haven, Connecticut. Let me go cry into my sea hag that's sitting in the fridge. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I don't think we've I don't think we've talked about that in the cast before. No, but we have a I don't brewery, think we have. New England Brewing Company, who we, we love and we've been to the actual brewery a couple times. It's not too far away. From yeah. Here. And sea hag is sea absolutely hag. like my go to like it's it, for years. We didn't do. We listed our own top 10 beers to each other but we didn't list them on this podcast yet no could, okay that, that be might an be an episode but i think sea hag is on both of our lists yeah uh because sea hag is incredible sea hag is what made new england brewing company have to stop distributing in different states and kind of come back down to just connecticut for just, a while just to meet just demand to meet demand for sea hag sea hag is one of the best ipas you will ever have mm-hmm. in your life mm-hmm. it is one of the best beverages you will ever have in your <laughs> life uh and they uh are moving pretty much down the street from us like literally i i only run two miles a day and i run by this venue every day as seldom as i run 
sometimes when I do run, I drive by that every day. We yeah. drive by it every day for work. Mm-hmm. When we take our walks, we drive by it. Yep. It is it is right there. You could kind of see it by just walking slightly down the street and turning mm-hmm. your head. That's how close it is. Uh, and they're going to take off this incredible waterfront property. So hopefully that'll enable us to do some really cool episodes with New England Brewing yes. Company. The dream. <laughs> but anyway, this episode we're drinking Lizard King by That's Pipeworks. Right. <laughs> and it's amazing. Pipeworks, if you want to talk about your time overseas uh, and learning how to brew beer and all that kind of stuff. Get that at would us. Be awesome. We'll have a Zoom interview. We would yeah. love that. Uh, and if your other beers are as dope as this one, just pick out another beer for us to drink during the episode. Yeah, and we'll buy that. because honestly, that's the other thing that I'm I'm disappointed about is I was looking at the shelf that this was on in the liquor store. The and I, one? It might be like one of two. From right, Pipeworks, if you need us to drink a Drink a lizard king while we talk to you. <laughs> we can do that too. <laughs> or we would be happy to Venmo you if you want to send us some more beer to sample. That's right. Liquor laws have been loosened. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, thank you guys for tuning into this week's episode. And if you enjoyed it, please rate it, review it, share it with your friends and subscribe to catch our future episodes. You can find us on crackandwhenopen.com or Apple Podcasts. Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at open or just shoot us an email at open at gmail.com with any comments, questions, or suggestions because we always want to hear from you. Yeah. Yeah. What else you got to plug, baby? Well, you know, I've got audiobooks that I do that you guys should buy. Uh, if you guys are into mysteries, I've got The Murder of Kelly Christopher. It's not only a mystery, it's a mystery about a murder. It's a mystery about a murder done by a fictional podcaster. If you like <laughs> podcasts, you should also read it. It's The Murder of Kelly Christopher on Audible. Uh, find it. Uh, it's written by Brandon Ford, narrated by me, Michael Butler. Check that book out. I've also got other books like horror books, like The Final Girl, which is like an 80s slasher movie i've got sour it's like evil dead meets an appalachian southern (laughs) fairy tale i've got progressive entrapment i've got coffee at midnight those two are collections of horror short stories uh i've got sci-fi books like vacation planet and i've got an a guy Ritchie art fraud novel called art uh switch art fraud and gangsters which is done in all british accents that's right i do a multitude of different british accents from different dialects to different people to little girls I do a whole bunch of different voices. It's fucking weird. Check that out. (laughs) Again, I don't make money in these books unless you buy them. And if you don't buy them, I can't quit my day job, which I absolutely hate. Please get him out of his day job. Help me get me out of it. Help me. Lord. I do all this extra stuff, but I don't get paid for it. Anyway, I've also got Forgotten Cinema, a podcast I do with my buddy Mike Field about forgotten films that seem to be forgotten by audiences, whether it be because a more popular movie was released at the same time or the film simply didn't catch on with audiences in its initial run. We'll discuss what we love about the movie, maybe don't love about it, but we'll always recommend you revisit it. You never know, you might find your own forgotten gem. (sighs) Forgotten Cinema is available wherever podcasts can be found. We're on ForgottenEntertainment.com along with this podcast, our old episode of Two Player Bros, and a bunch of other awesome podcasts you guys should check out. yeah. Forgottenentertainment.com. Yeah. That's where it's at. You can also see me doing scenes from the movies and Puzzle Maker Son, two different web series I have done that are also part of the Forgotten Entertainment family. Very nice. And right? a special thanks for our theme, which was composed and performed by Joe Reichert. 
Until next time. Oh my God, we're both clinking ex- empty glasses. Yeah, cheers. That was I such am a good the lizard clink. queen. <laughs> <laughs>